Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we will be here every day from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Helping you break things down just a little bit, elevating the conversation, uh, trying to dig into the things that matter in our community, across the state, around the country, and across the globe. And uh, one of the things that was interesting over the weekend, of course, it was the annual general conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, which had a very international feel, particularly on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, and uh, some some very powerful things that were uh, mentioned there. And one in particular that, that caught my attention uh, was the address from President Dallin H. Oaks of the church's first presidency. And he he made the point in terms of principles and how we vote and how we engage in the process and the responsibility that everyone has to be informed, to be engaged. And I wanted to break this down just a little bit because I think there's some important principles in here uh, that we can all apply. Our belief in divine inspiration gives Latter-day Saints a unique responsibility to uphold and defend the United States Constitution and principles of constitutionalism wherever we live. We should trust in the Lord and be positive about this nation's future. We must pray for the Lord to guide and bless all nations and their leaders. This is part of our article of faith. Being subject to presidents or rulers, of course, poses no obstacle to our opposing individual laws or policies. It does require that we exercise our influence civilly and peacefully within the framework of our constitutions and applicable laws. On contested issues, we should seek to moderate and unify. That's uh, President Dallin H. Oaks uh, of the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a seminal address on the Constitution of the United States and its impact not just on the United States but around the world in securing critical liberties uh, and human rights uh, as well. He also uh, took that even one step further as he encouraged individuals to to be good and knowledgeable citizens. I love the way he said that uh, we need to exercise our influence civilly and peacefully within the framework of our constitutions and applicable laws. Uh, I think that's such an important part. We can we can disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, it's how we do it that uh, that really matters and really makes a difference for us. Uh, he said something that really caught my attention in terms of uh, strategic alliances. It's something we've talked a lot about over the past year in terms of connections uh, that are beyond the normal left, right, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative breakdown, uh, that again, this is another area where we've just simply got to think again and think better. Such independent actions will sometimes require voters to support candidates or political parties or platforms whose other positions they cannot approve. 
That is one reason we encourage our members to refrain from judging one another in political matters. We should never assert that a faithful Latter-day Saint cannot belong to a particular party or vote for a particular candidate. We teach correct principles and leave our members to choose how to prioritize and apply those principles on the issues presented from time to time. So this is an, an interesting thing. Uh, over the, the last decade in particular, there's been a lot of purity tests in political parties where you had to be all in on every single issue uh, or you couldn't run for office or you couldn't win election, uh, particularly in a primary. Uh, and these purity tests, I think, are, are wrong. It's, it's very fascinating to me. I think one of the ironic legacies of President Donald Trump will be a more transactional type of politics. For example, uh, we often said that uh, that President Trump uh, didn't have a lot of relationships. It wasn't about a relationship with Mitch McConnell because they were of the same political party. Everything was a transaction, which allowed President Trump to make a deal with Chuck Schumer, who was then the minority leader, or Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, in the morning on one issue, and then be completely against them uh, in the afternoon on a, on a separate issue. And this more transactional type of politics is an interesting one. I think it would lead to more kind of a kind of coalition governing uh, that we see in other parts of the world where you may disagree with someone on 99% of the issues. But if you agree on one issue, why not join with that person and get it done? Too often we go, well, no, we can't, we can't make a deal with them because they belong to party A or party B. We can't, we can't deal with them because they believe this and not that, or they voted wrong on this bill. Uh, how could I be with them on, on a new one? And, and I think that's an important thing for all of us to rethink in terms of our politics is, yeah, you may disagree with a politician or a political party on a host of things, but if there is an area of agreement, why not get that done? Why not make that happen? Because what we've been sold is that it's all or nothing. You either have to be with us 100% uh, or you're not. And that's where I think we get into trouble in our politics. And again, it's not about kumbaya moments. It's not about group hugs. Uh, it's about assessing the issues and finding the best solution. And what we really need to do is we need to hold our politicians up to the principles they profess to believe. And then let's figure out where the common ground is. Let's figure out what the best solution is for the people, uh, not just for the politicians or the political parties. And then let's get that done. We don't have to wait around. Part of the problem is we end up with these massive bills that nobody reads, and then we are pre presented the ultimate in false choices. It's either all of this or none of this. We're going to talk about this later in the program today when we talk about the infrastructure bill that, by the way, does have some spending in it for infrastructure. Uh, but there's a vast majority of the money that's in there is not for infrastructure. It's for a host of other things. So why not, why, rather than just having an all or nothing choice, why not break it down? Why not debate it in front of the American people? Why not make some very skinny, very narrow bills and vote on those? Why not have those on the floor of the Senate and the House for amendments. I know that's a radical thing. Let's have an amendment process where 
senators and members of Congress from both sides of the aisle can offer amendments to make the bill better and debate that and vote on it and then step forward. It's actually how it's supposed to be done. But we have so bought in to this all or nothing demonization of the other side that we have not given our space any our, ourselves any space for civility for humility to learn something to debate something to compromise on something when necessary and then to vote on it and to be accountable for it uh, if we don't ever hold anybody accountable we're not we're not going anywhere and so i i love this idea that we have to be more independent in our actions. As voters, we should be independent. Again, President Oak said, independent actions will sometimes require voters to support candidates or political parties or platforms whose other positions they cannot approve. So this is, this is why we, we shouldn't be judging or wagging fingers or pointing fingers and placing blame. Uh, let's look at the issues. Let's be knowledgeable on the issues. Let's take votes, and then let's move it forward. And if we can get to that kind of politics, that would be good for the republic. And, uh, again, I I think that uh, President Dallin H. Oaks, uh, his uh, talk over the weekend uh, defending our divinely inspired Constitution, I think was uh, really a seminal uh, work on the Constitution, some great things in there. And, again, I love this emphasis on individuals, independent actions, looking for coalitions, uh, looking for that kind of governing, because that is where we can get to the best solutions that can really make a difference for everybody. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to talk about one of those bills, the infrastructure bill, and who really is worried about the spending. Everybody says they are, but who actually is? Let's debate it. Let's talk about it coming up next on Inside Sources. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.